some smaller companies have a tendency to just put out product after product after product because they want to have things for everybody. I don't do that because first I have to make sure that the product works and it's at the top level of efficacy and stability as well as if it's not non-toxic, then it has to be low level <laughs> toxic. Like I have products that I've formulated from 2017 that I haven't released. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 79 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. In today's episode, we meet Angela Richardson. Angela is the creator and CEO of Pure Home, a natural, safe, and effective household cleaning product line. Six years ago, Angela started learning the chemistry and science behind creating non-toxic and plant-based cleaning products. Today, she's one of the few Black women in the space. On average, she hand makes hundreds of gallons of product each week for her wholesale and e-commerce customers. During our conversation, Angela shares how she went about creating her line of 20 products. She shares why she decided to bootstrap her company, how she went about finding mentorship, and much more. Before we hear the rest of Angela's episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. This will help to spread the word about our podcast so amazing stories like Angela's can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off script with the CEO of Peer Home, Angela Richardson. Angela Richardson, welcome to She's Off Script. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. For any of our listeners who haven't heard of you, could you share who you are and what you do with Pure Home? Yes, my name is Angela Richardson. I am the CEO and founder of Pure Home. Uh, we make natural, non-toxic household cleaners and laundry detergent. We've been in business for about three years now. We just passed the three-year mark, May 7th. Yeah, I'm just out here trying to make non-toxic, safe, and effective household cleaners. <laughs> As someone who didn't set out to be an entreprener, how do you find yourself where you are today as the CEO of your own company? I definitely did not set out to be an entrepreneur. My path was work and higher education, and it was never a goal. <laughs> it was never a goal. You know, I saw my uh, grandmother, she was a, um, a hustler, an entrepreneur growing up. So I saw her hustle, you know, all of my childhood and into my teens. So I was familiar with entrepreneurship and owning your own business, but it was never a goal of mine. I wanted to work in education, but in 2011, I was working at a community college and the natural hair started becoming more and more aware. And so I wanted to cut my hair off and I did the big chop in 2011, at the, towards the end of 2011. And it really started with me not having hair products. And looking around and seeing, you know, what hair products were out there and then looking at the ingredients. And then I'm like, okay, what are the ingredients in this? And then what are the ingredients and in other things that I'm using? Mm -hmm. That is really what kind of like segue me into this. I started out making my own natural bar soap uh, mm -hmm. 2012 um, and started like being obsessed with making natural um, organic products, lotions and 
body care and all of that. And actually 2015, I had a little bath and body care business. I closed it because I really, it didn't really align with what I wanted, you know, when I was thinking back in 2011, if I ever had a business, not knowing that I would have a business, I wanted to make, you know, everyday essentials. Mm-hmm. So that could be far so, but, you know, that meant like laundry detergent and dish soap and stuff like that. So I closed that business. And then for a year, about 18 months, actually, I did research on, you know, everything that was on the market, definitely looked at the science of ingredients, why certain companies use certain ingredients in their products. That's why I always know what's the ingredient profile to a product. So how did you actually go about creating the ingredient profile for your own product? So were you looking at the back of labels on products and just simply Googling what it meant? Or how did you figure out how they all work together? In the beginning, I did that. But then I really wanted the science mm-hmm. behind the ingredients. So why do some companies use sulfates? And why do some companies use this ingredient and that ingredient? Mm-hmm. So I was Googling and all the information was the same. But then at the same time, it was, some of the information was based off of emotion. Because during mm-hmm. that time, people were saying, don't use preservatives, don't use this, and don't use that because X, Y, Z. And I even actually fell into that. And then, but I started saying, you know, well, what is the science? Right. And what is actually harmful? about a sulfate what is actually you know what how does it cause cancer if that's what it causes Mm. and so i really delve deep and i learned chemistry and formulation so that's kind of really how i started did you go back to school to learn or to take chemistry courses or did you do online courses i did some online courses if you go on some of like the ivy league schools um, they have just um, a whole back end where they offer free classes. And so they had, you know, one of them, I can't remember which one it was, but one of them had like a chemist, basic chemistry class. Mm. And then um, I started just looking at some companies that offered uh, formulation, you know, just basic formulation and learning formulation from that. And, you know, Pure Home, and before we launched, actually went through several formulations. And I used those in my home for, you know, months and months and months. And then as I started, like, learning more about what those ingredients were, I was like, I have to find the um, least toxic mm-hmm. <laughs> surfactants I can possibly, because we are a surfactant-based company. A what lot does that of mean? So surfactants are like detergents, um, they're detergents, detergents and chemicals, and they're the ingredients that make up your laundry detergent, that make up your household cleaners and all that. And I really lean towards those type of raw ingredients because of the efficacy mm-hmm. of a product. I want, you know, my products to be natural, but I also want them to work. You know, natural mm-hmm. products don't have a good reputation of working. I heard that you guys on average are making hundreds of gallons of product each week by hand. And so, of yeah. course, when people hear handmade, they start to get skeptical about the efficacy of the product. And so please go on. Tell us how you make sure that it's actually going to work. <laughs> So yeah, we, we are making it handmade, but because they are surfactants, it's just 
the formulation and how it's constructed mm-hmm. and they're tried and tested. <laughs> I use them in my home. Um, hundreds of people have purchased our products that love our products. And um, to me, it's the ingredients, you know, because you can have a Castile soap based product and, you know, they work, but they don't disinfect. And disinfecting is such a hot topic and need right now, just given that we are going through a pandemic. And so it's good to hear that your products will in fact disinfect. Yes. And we're actually coming out with a disinfectant spray, um, actually launching on June 1st. We don't put out products like consistently, like some smaller companies have a tendency to just put out product after product after product because they want to have things for everybody. Mm. Um, I don't do that because first I have to make sure that the product works mm-hmm. um, and it's at the top level of efficacy and um, stability as well as if it's not non-toxic, then it has to be like low level <laughs> toxic. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so I have to like really sit with the product for a while. <laughs> like I have products that I've you know formulated in the beginning from 2017 that I haven't released, and that's wow. just I'm making sure you know because you know things new ingredients come out all the time, and so I'm like, okay, can I make it less toxic? Well, if it's less toxic, then let me wait until mm-hmm. I can actually produce this on a higher level and. Because it's just me that formulates everything, and I, um, you know, I have some help here and there with packaging and you know shipping and all of that. But the formulation and the making all relies on myself. And we, we're getting a machine. We just purchased the machine to help with that. So we'll congratulations. <laughs> we'll to, thank you, thank you. We'll be able to produce more and um, you know get stuff out on a quicker basis. So so when you create products like yours. Is there some sort of an industry certification that your products have to go through that you stamp on your products that everyone recognizes? Um, There can be. We're looking at getting the Safer Choice stamp, which is um, the EPA. But that's like a third-party process right now, and everything is so backed up Mm. um, with the COVID-19. So um, that's one. Um, Eventually, we we will be a B corporation, which, you know, is it's a company that makes sure that the company is environmentally friendly, sustainable. And, you know, so those are the type of certifications that Pure Home reaches for Mm -hmm. because that's what our core value is, sustainability for the environment, non-toxic or low-toxic, things of that nature. We're Leaping Buddy certified and we have that every year where we go through certification with them. And we have not us, but our actual vendors certified that their ingredients are not tested on animals Mm -hmm. and everything is ethically um, produced and all that. So we have that certification and we are, you know, seeking other certifications, but we're very conscious of, you know, the type of company that we get the certification from because some of them are just money-based mm-hmm. and you just pay your money and then you certify that, but they're not actually, you know, they're not actually checking anything. You just, you, right. you know, so those are, we, we, we're very careful about who we align ourselves with. 
Plus, you want it to be a certification that your consumer recognizes and, and looks for. If I see the cruelty-free bunny on a product, I understand what that means. So right. if you end up having a bunch of different logos on there that I don't recognize and don't bring additional value, it's probably pointless for you to get those in the yeah. first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now that, I mean, you've come with your receipts, we know that this product has a lot of work and thought behind it. I wonder about the fact that you guys are a bootstrapped company. When you first went into this venture, did you intend to bootstrap all the way? Because at this point you have, how many products do you have? Oh, we have a lot. We have, we're probably about 20, (laughs) 20 products deep right now. I'm sure you didn't start with 20 products, but how do you bootstrap a company that has all those lines? Uh, bootstrapping is very intentional on my part. We have not sought investment of any kind, and that's very intentional because this is the thing. Mm. There are not a lot of Black-owned, woman-owned companies in this industry. I haven't come across a lot, and I think yours was the first I had seen. Yeah, so there, there are not a lot. So that, to me, is very sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I want to hold on to as long as I possibly can, because there are not. And so we have not sought the investment for that particular reason. We want to remain on our own. And so we are growing very slowly, but very intentionally slowly mm-hmm. so that, you know, I don't crack up and go insane by moving too fast. When you move too fast, then you, you need to seek outside money. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's a slow process. Back in the day, 2013, 2014, I used to listen to Gary Vee all the time. Mm-hmm. I love Gary Vee. So, and one thing that he would always say is dig in for the long haul. Mm-hmm. You know, the process is not quick and overnight. You want the process to be the long haul. So the long stretch. My, that, that has actually been the thing that I, I live by. You know, I want the long haul. I want the longevity. I want mm-hmm. to be in business for a long time. And so I I control our growth in so many ways. Like COVID-19 took me completely off guard and we grew quicker than I expected and wanted. Really? (laughs) Went in the opposite direction. So have you found a surge of people just looking to clean more? Absolutely. We we do record numbers um, every month now. And actually I've been closed for like the last two and a half, almost three weeks. Um, just to give myself some time to rest. Cause like everybody's chilling during COVID-19. I'm like, I want some quarantine time. <laughs> 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 I want to know what that feels like. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask you about that. So I know one of the challenges has been the supply chain with COVID-19. And uh, given that people's suppliers are based all over the country and the world. So how has your supply chain been impacted? It's definitely impacted. Um, everything is super slow. I have I've been with uh, one vendor for three years, and they know me, and they've been um, supplying our ingredients for that amount of time, and they're three weeks out. Mm. I, I get my orders within a week, and that's from the time I ordered to the time they shipped it, and to the time it got to my house. Now I'm looking at three weeks, so now I'm I have to constantly. Once I order something, I'm already reordering something. 
Mm. Just all the, and, and honestly, it's actually a financial burden <laughs> in a lot of ways because it's not money that I can actually set aside to say, okay, I, normally I can just project, you know, on a monthly basis. Now I'm having to project on a weekly basis, um, you know, what the, because not only do I do, um, you know, my online stuff, I have a large wholesale side. Wow. And so they're the ones that are doing, you know, I have one that I have to produce for next week. And that's what, four, eight, 12, 1300 pounds of product um, in a week. That's going to just be a week. And that's just one order. So, and we're reopening next week. So I'm, and everybody's super excited. So I'm excited that we're reopening. But next week is going to be like hell week for me. So like (laughs) my neurons are like firing. I have so many questions here because first there's always a cash flow issue with small businesses because you're waiting to sell the product before you can then use that to turn around and fund your next purchase of ingredients. And so how has that been for you? It's hard. (laughs) It's, it's really, really hard, but it's, um, it's a good lesson. It's Mm -hmm. a good lesson for me. Um, I am actually budgeting a lot better. Um, I attended a, a webinar with Jamie Smith who is the founder of uh, Smith Naturals, um, the deodorant and all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the things that she said is right now, you have to really budget your money. You have to find um, other suppliers. Um, you have to um, That's key, diversify, diversify yeah, your you vendors. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to diversify the vendors. And I actually just found one in California actually a couple of days ago and I already, I just ordered and I got my stuff in today and I was like, yes. <laughs> wow. There you go. So no more of that three-year backlog. But I mean, I think we want to be loyal, but this yeah. is an unprecedented time. And so everyone is looking for different solutions. And if it means yeah. expanding your relationships, you're going to have to do that. It's business, right? Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the bottom line, especially for product-based businesses. You can't, mm-hmm remain I mean you want to be loyal but your loyalty persons to your customers um and your partners that you have um I have like amazing wholesale partners that are so patient with me so my loyalty is to them first and then everybody else is kind of secondary mm-hmm. um so that's kind of how it is but yeah it's it's a challenge um I'm actually I was sitting down today and I've been sitting down all week, you know, preparing for the, you know, June, like I'm prepared for the, the reopening and all of that. But I'm like, beyond this, mm-hmm. what are we doing? You know, how are we, you know, restocking because, you know, it's going to be a madhouse. People are really like, when are you opening? Can you open? I, I'm running out. You know, I need my stuff. I'm like, what stuff do you have? So now I'm, I'm curious, who's your main clientele like what does your customer base look like as far as demographics go uh we have a large uh, african-american um um customer base um for online um wholesale is very diverse um we have um african-american caucasian um hispanic um it, the wholesale side is super diverse. And, and honestly, actually, the online is pretty diverse, but the majority of our people are African-American. And um, so my loyalty is, you know, all of our, our copy, all of our, our um, social media stuff, we try to keep um, 
pretty much African-American because, you know, we are African-American company. I mean, I don't identify with a lot of the other, you know, things that are out there. And so I don't want people that come to us to say, where, where's our representation? Mm -hmm. And so I, I try my hardest and I have an assistant and she does really good with, you know, making sure that everything is, you know, represented and represented well, because we want everybody to feel like this product, like I always tell them, like in my email, you know, this is your, you know, welcome to the family. You're part of the pure home family. You know, this is your business. What sense do you want? What do you guys, what are you guys looking for? We're not going to be, you know, super scented like some of the brands in the grocery store because we don't use those. We don't we use essential oils and uh, natural fragrances only. Mm. But, you know, how can we make it so that you are like, oh, the scent smells really good. Right. <laughs> What, oh, what is yeah. that yellow stuff that we, pine salt, that pine salt lady, that's what we like, that strong scent yeah. <laughs> makes you know that you cleaned. <laughs> you know, but I, I've, I've actually managed to, um, I guess, open uh, people's hearts and minds to other scents. <laughs> you know, um, I try to make our scent profiles really um attractive mm -hmm. and smell really good um and linger <laughs> and all of that stuff so that people can say you know it doesn't have to smell like pine salt or anything of that nature i can have a lavender and lemon scent or a citrus scent or a mint scent and you know i'm good and you know a lot of they, they they love the scent so sometimes when it comes to people of color in our brands we don't really dig deep into presenting the right level of aesthetics for our brands. And because of that, sometimes we're very visual creatures. So when you see a brand and it doesn't look right, you assume that something's wrong with it. And so looking at your packaging, it looks like you've taken the care to make it appealing so that no one looks at it and thinks something must be off with this. And so how did you approach your packaging? Well, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because I, I saw your post about where you started. And yeah. so even where you started was pretty good. Yeah. So where I started was me doing, you know, the original logo and branding labels and all of that. Mm. And uh, tackiness. <laughs> it was so tacky. It was just hideous. And I would always be like, how can I get my branding to be, you know, where it looks good. I'm just not, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a formulator and I'm a behind the scenes person. I'm not stylistic. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just me. I'm just very plain. Can I ask, <laughs> why wasn't your first move to hire someone who, you know, is skilled and, spe and specializes in that? I didn't know. I did. I honestly, I didn't know and I couldn't afford it. Mm. Um, one, I didn't know, and then I couldn't afford it. So those two, um, now I have a dedicated um, graphic designer. She does all of our stuff. Anytime I need labels or I have this crazy new <laughs> product that I'm launching, I'm like, can you do? And, you know, we, we did a massive rebrand uh, last August um, so that everything was cohesive mm. and uh we, we i mean we overhauled everything as far as the labels were concerned we got a new lab, uh, logo we got new packaging um everything so everything was overhauled and um it just happenstance i found a, a really good um college student here in las vegas 
and uh, we click so well. And, um, you know, she's not African-American, but she understands branding. Mm -hmm. Um, She understands, uh, she has a good sense of style. Um, And those are the things. And trust me, I tried to actually hire um, some African-American, you know, um, designers. And I would get this stuff back and I'm like, this is not. No. So then I was like, I have to have somebody like here locally that I can like, we went out to lunch several times and she, she like, you know, gets me, she's like, Oh, I'm going to target. And I just want to look and see, you know, the shelves and, you know, see, I mean, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. like she gets where, you know, and so I had to have somebody locally for my um, graphic designer because I don't know. I don't know about branding. I don't know about colors. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't know what looks good. I mean, I can see it on the thing and I say, oh, that looks really good. But I don't know how that came to be. (laughs) So in hindsight, when you think about where you are now with your branding versus where you started, what would you advise someone now launching a product-based brand to do? How, How should they approach it and how much should they budget in order to come out of the gate looking right? You know, I actually sent someone an email today about this because they asked me, um, I have all these great ideas and, you know, how did you start your pure home? And so this is like so fresh that, you know, we're talking about this. And my advice to her was first research Mm. or research and then hire a team, you know, hire a team. If I would to start all over, my first thing would be to hire a team. Really? Even before you were making sales? Before I was making sales, because I would have to have saved enough money (laughs) to be able to, you know, launch it. Because like you said, everything is aesthetics. Mm -hmm. And I know that 100%. I've been in this business for three years and I know that's not a long time for some people. And, you know, but for me, I know, you know, product-based businesses. This is my second company and this one actually works really well for me. It's my passion. And so my thing is hire people because DIYing um, and all that, it's going to get you so far and it's going to be great. The thing that saved me is that my products were really good. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to kind of like stand on that for a little while that my products were really good, but I knew I wanted to um, scale Mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted to be in front of more people. And I knew like, I actually took a job just so that I could rebrand. So you do what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I knew I needed the money to rebrand. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to take the money from Pure Home to rebrand if I was going to do that. I I wanted it to be where money was not an issue. And so money for my rebrand was not an issue. We, we spared, I spared no expense. I worked my butt off and I did my company at the same time. (laughs) What, What does spared no expense mean? It means that whatever Alyssa wanted, that's my graphic designer. Mm-hmm. She got. <laughs> oh wow! 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whatever her cost, you know, you know, her pricing structure was, I was fine with it because I knew she understood what I wanted mm-hmm. and she was going to give me what I wanted. So my next rebrand, and she already is like, okay, so what's the next thing that we're doing? And I'm like, you know, there's levels to my up level, mm-hmm. and so. She's like, she's like with me. She 
gets me. And so, you know, that is also going to be a no, you know, spare no expense because you have to. You have Our to next invest. level is the grocery stores. You know, the next level is Target. Okay. The next level is... I was going to yeah. ask. I was going to ask, are you aiming for that? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's, it's been my goal all along, um, but I, I feel like I had to learn lessons. I had to like... Um, learn lessons because I'm not a, you know, I'm not naturally an entrepreneur. Mm. What Um, lessons have you learned that make you feel like you're ready now? I feel like I'm strong. I haven't always been strong. I haven't always been pure home. I'm so clear at, you know, I'm so clear on what the mission and the vision and the goal is. Mm. And I haven't always been strong to say, this is what we're doing regardless. Mm. I know how to say no to people. I know when to say yes to people. I know when to turn down deals that look like they're good deals and they're not. And I'm just like, nope, I'm not doing that. Um, I know how to partner with people. Um, I know really good customer service. Um, How did you get that way? Because I've heard you say that you're really shy and that you're an introvert. So how did you bridge that gap and get confident enough that you know that now I can talk to the CEO of Target? Yeah, I, I I am very shy, actually. I'm very shy and very introverted. Um, and I got this way. Um, one of the things that I did before I started was I wrote down uh, my mission and my goal. And I got 100% clear um, on what I was doing. Mm. Um, and, you know, and that's changed in some ways. But the core of that has not changed. And so whenever I get stressed out (laughs) or um, have anxiety or anything that I go back to what that core, um, the core goal is, and that is to have a brand that represents, you know, black people first Mm -hmm. um, and that represents, um, you know, um, safe and effective products that's my that's the number one is safe and effective products we have to be able to you know work really well but also not harm people Mm -hmm. Um, that includes mother earth um you know black people are not inherently in love with mother earth but i am (laughs) i have to say i think when people hear eco-friendly say they think "Eh, that's some white people stuff i mean that's kind of what you hear but I have to say when very early on, that's not something that I was very, I was very concerned about. Um, But as I've grown older, as as I've had kids of my own, we're very Mm -hmm. focused on organic products and we're very focused on trying to have a free, clean and clear home because I have a child who has eczema. And so we want to be very mindful and conscious about what we're bringing into our home and putting into our bodies. And so that is a 180. And so I'm sure as people get more and more information on Al Gore's internet, we're going to be able to figure out, right, Mm -hmm. what is important and why your brand is important to our community. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen when I actually get in front of those people, (laughs) but I know I will be able to explain what Pure Home is. 
mm-hmm. who are, you know, who buys our products, why they buy them. Because I ask them all the time, why are you buying these products? And they tell me, you know, that's the, we're very transparent. We're, I'm a very transparent brand, a very transparent person. Mm-hmm. Um, I thrive on customer service because one, Black businesses don't, you know, always get the greatest reviews. We don't always get a lot of grace. <laughs> I, I think I go above and beyond. I think this COVID-19 is the first time I actually had to tap into some grace <laughs> with my customers. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, give me some grace and shipping, you know, closing down in the middle of this was really hard for me to do. But health-wise, I have an autoimmune disease. And so I was like, I have to take some time for myself. Mm-hmm. And in this time, I've actually been able to, you know, do some administrative things that were lacking. I was able to buy a machine that I desperately needed. I was able to restructure my workspace. Um, and so to, to create more space in the tiny space. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was able to do all those things. So when we do reopen and like right now, I'm, you know, making tons of products for the reopening and getting all that together. I wouldn't have been able to do this like three weeks ago and, you know, I'm I'm grateful, you know, that I have that little cog in the system. Um, so, yeah. So do you have a team working with you or is it just you still? I have um, an assistant. Mm-hmm. She does um, my social media and my emails and um, some of the smaller tasks, like some of the back end stuff that I need to do. Um, and then my nephew is here, so I'll be putting him to work. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm working on actually before COVID-19, um, I was going to hire somebody to actually help me with manufacturing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then all the social distancing and stuff like, you know, yeah. that just put a whole kibosh on that. Yeah. Um, but once we are able to, you know, I'm looking for warehousing. I live in Las Vegas and warehousing is actually quite expensive out here. Really? It is. It's, it's for tiny spaces, you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to pay that amount of money, but eventually I will end up having to pay that because we're going to get larger machines and actually move into like manufacturing. So that's exciting. That's so exciting. Yeah. So what are you most proud of so far? I'm really proud of myself for not giving up. Yeah, I, I'm really proud of myself. I, I, I used to give up when stuff got hard. Mm. And so I'm really proud of myself that things get hard all the time. And I know now that, you know, just work through it. Just keep going and see it out to the end. And I, I've learned a lot of decision-making skills that I didn't have. And I've learned that people can't just say things to me and I accept it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that doesn't sound, you know, right. And that, I mean, and that like goes over to my personal life. Mm-hmm. And so having Pure Home is like boosted so many things just as a, a woman, a black woman, a wife, and just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. But just to, just to, yeah, just to, to do all that. I, I've never been able to just, you know, follow stuff through. I would just like give up and say, oh, it's too hard. And now when I hear other people say it, I'm like, no, 
let's look at this and see because I know we can do this. <laughs> I don't let anybody give up. I don't, I'm like, no, we're not giving up. We're going to try and find a way, a solution, something because I know if I can do the things that I'm doing in my business, I know you can do that. And that's minor. So we're going to do it. <laughs> so it sounds like you're doing a lot of mentoring and pulling other business women along. How are you getting mentored and poured into? Have you been able to find a circle of fellow business owners? Yes, yes. Um, I actually am a part of a mastermind um, with I Find Women of Color. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a platform. They, I mean, you know, I Find Women is the crowdfunding, but they also have the I Find Women of Color that was launched in um, January. Mm-hmm. So I'm a part of this amazing group of women of color. Um, and we meet every Wednesday and we talk about our businesses and our challenges and our wins and things of that nature. So that's like really good. I, I don't miss that Wednesday at all. Wow. <laughs> so, so do you, so you found that mastermind to be helpful. Do you feel like you're yeah. evenly matched with the other groups or members of the group? Um, yeah, we all are very diverse in our businesses. Um, and I, I just love seeing it. Um, I just love seeing what everybody's doing and hearing everybody's accomplishments mm-hmm. because I don't know um, a lot of black women that are in business. And so to actually hear their wins, because it starts off with what are your wins for the week? Mm-hmm. And then what are your challenges? And to hear all of the wins, and I'm just like, yes, sister, yes. <laughs> and so that encourages me, even mm-hmm. if I don't have a win for the week, I'm just like, I'm applauding everybody else and shaking my head like, yes, just go ahead and do whatever you're doing. I love seeing that. And I mean, I mean, that's like the best to to see other people win and black women in business to see them win is everything to me. And then to also peer in and hear their challenges and how they're, you know, actually, you know, what they're going through and then have Mm -hmm. to have my own input and say, well, maybe you should do X, Y, Z. This might help you out. This is something that I've done in my business. And so we support each other like a hundred percent, like a hundred percent. And like we had, we had a conversation today about, you know, what's going on in the media and the death of George, I think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we actually created a safe space yeah. for each other to just say, this is what we are feeling. This is our, you know, how, how do we express it in business? Mm-hmm. That was part of the conversation, but how we actually felt this as just black people in America. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciate our conversation today because it wasn't just about business. It was just about, you know, what's going on in the world. So I have that. And I also actually have a business mentor and um, those two together have been the most um, pivotal thing for me in 2020. Like I could have completely failed this year. (laughs) And, um, but having, you know, this person that I meet, you know, twice a month with, mm. you know, and go over the things because she's helped me so much through COVID-19 um, with organization and um, finances and just so much because she's at, you know, above me. Mm-hmm. And so I can actually sleep, look up and say, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Right. So right. to choose somebody that, you know, has the experience that I don't have, and mm-hmm. she gives me different perspectives and advice that I would not know. So like some things I just, I don't know. And I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out X, Y, Z. She's like, okay, let's go over this. 
and let's figure out something for you. Let's put these systems in place. How did you find this mentor? How did you find this business mentor? Because there are a lot of people out there claiming to be coaches and they, they may not pan out. So how did you make the decision? So um, a company um, last year was was advertising a founders program, you know, to get mentorship mm-hmm. and advice and all that. And I applied, and they accepted me. But six months to a year of free business coaching. Mm-hmm. So all I have to do is pay my monthly dues, which is not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I can totally do that. And, you know, I, she's like the perfect like business coach. You know, I, I had someone that I was with earlier in the year and we didn't click. And so when I found this new one, we were kind of doing them simultaneously at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I think you see the, the difference in value. Yeah, I think I need to probably go over here more and we might not need to do this anymore because it's not really helping me mm-hmm. because one, you can't remember what my product is and I have to repeat <laughs> every conversation. Oh no. Oh no. So I was like, you know what? You know, Veronica can get me. She, she understands. And <laughs> So yeah, but she she's a really good uh, business coach. Um, she knows a lot about finances mm-hmm. and growth and finances and money management as well as organization and things of that nature. And those are the things that I really struggle with, mm-hmm. and so. I didn't know that I needed her and I did need her. So I'm glad to have her. (laughs) And good for you for taking the initiative to even apply for the program. I said the end of last year that I was going to apply for everything that I could could get my hands on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, free stuff, you know, coaching, you just things of that nature, not, you know, investments or anything of that nature, but things that would actually help me as a person mm-hmm. and an entrepreneur. Looks like it's all panning out. So for any entrepreneurs who are looking to be where you are, they're looking to launch product lines of their own, what advice would you have for them? Talk to people that have done it. Mm. You know, uh, a lot of people are not open, which I think is so such a, a shame. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my um, wholesale people today, and he's launching this e-commerce website. And I just gave him the whole tea about shipping and negotiating shipping rates and the e-commerce platforms and, you know, the pros and cons to this and that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just all that stuff. I'm like, I never had anybody that I can talk to because I'm such a shy person. I don't have a lot of friends. I have the same friends from like forever. Mm-hmm. And none of them are entrepreneurs. So they're like, they don't quite oh, get okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, dial yourself down, dial yourself down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm <laughs> So that's what I, I tend to do. I, you know, people are like, oh, you have to pay me to pick my brain. And I get that. I 100% get that. But there are a lot of people that can't pay you to pick your brain. Mm-hmm. And so for me, for me, you know, while I can, I want to be as open and transparent and helpful to people right now as I can. Mm-hmm. Like when I get bigger and I have all these things, I might not be able to get to emails and people and things of this nature. But right now I can do that. And I want I want everybody to win. There's so much enough for everybody Mm -hmm. so it's enough for everybody 
And like, I'm not in competition with anybody, you know, they're like, oh, you don't mind seeing, I'm like, I'm gonna send all my customers to you. Okay? <laughs> because if they're buying from you, then you're buying from me. Mm-hmm. So good. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not competitive with anybody. In the beginning, it was like, oh, I need to check out this brand. I need to keep tabs on this person. I don't follow anybody. When I see them, I'm like, yes, get it. But for me, I'm just like, this is my lane. Stay in your lane, stay focused. Yeah. 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 And it's the, it's the best way to be because then you don't get confused. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, when they start watching other people get confused and say, oh, I need to be doing this or I need to, but you don't know like what everything that they have to go through mm-hmm. to get to where they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want nobody's path. I don't want nobody's business. So I just want to, you know, be in my own lane and just watch myself grow and be grateful. Just be grateful for what I have. Angela, I love your heart and I love your transparency. You have shared so much with us today. Now, for anyone who's very excited just to support your journey and get on that clean product train, how can they find you? So our website is www.pur-home.com. So make sure you do the hyphen and make sure it's P-U-R or she won't find us. Thank you so much, Angela. I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. See you on the next one.